Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what is going on, people? Welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Blessings and salutations and big wishes for 2022. I'm not going to lie, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be back on the podcast. Obviously, had a little break for Christmas and New Year's. Literally just been working as well. Like, just securing the bag, man. Securing the bag. It's got to be done. Like, I started my new job just before Christmas. And, uh, yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool. I'll probably announce some more stuff about that in... uh, on my social media I'm, I say this I've been saying this for like two months I'm working my way back to social media and I'm working my way back because you know like social media is such a big part of like everyone's life and people got to use it for different things like business or just personal pleasure some people are just Instagram fiends and stuff like that I've never really been one of them people that look at next people's life obviously I know we do the podcast every single week where we talk about some of the big music events but trust and believe if I feel like I would see this stuff because sometimes you get these stories, you know, planted at you. But would I actively be seeking out these stories and, like, you know, on it straight away? Probably not. Do you know what I mean? I'm one of them people that I keep myself to myself. Do you know what I mean? As much as, obviously, I'm, I can be loud and bubbly sometimes, I'm very much just like a... I'm a chill man, you know? I, was there. I just like to keep it, keep it moving. Do you know what I mean? We're never in one space for too long if you don't have to be. But... Nah, man, I'm really glad to be back. Really, really glad to be jumping on the podcast again. Of course, this is the first episode of 2022. I want to say a massive thank you to everybody who locked into at least one episode in 2021. Obviously, we had some really, really good artists that blessed us and came through. We also had some really good, interesting topics that you guys liked from when it was just this format of what a week. So, thank you to everyone who's locked in and shown support. And yeah, man, we got a lot of episodes we got to drop in 2022. And I'm going to try and be as consistent as I can be with many episodes but on today's podcast or yeah today's episode I should say like we're just pretty much going to be talking about three main things we're going to start off a little introduction about the weekend and dawn fm because I still actually haven't listened to the whole album yet I'm going to be doing that on well by the time you guys hear this I probably want to listen to it but I'm going to probably do that on like Sunday night do you know what I mean I feel like it's a Sunday night kind of album so I'm going to be doing that but we're going to speak about this like my first impression of it when I skimmed through some of the songs on Friday. Then we're also going to talk about swarms and this whole delivery nonsense and this whole just whole madness that's gone down over the last week. That was a bit bad. That was the the key what a week of the week. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about that. And of course, we are going to be talking about Roddy Rich and why live life fast 
has failed or the project seems to have flopped. Do you know what I mean? Or has it? Question mark. But I gotta say, shout out to the weekend, you know, announcing on Monday the album, doing all the work for it, and like a nice surprise drop. Not necessarily a surprise, surprise drop, but just a, like a rollout with no real force or or anything. Like usually with the weekend or these other big superstar artists, they've got to put like a few months' work into really building up to the album, but you know, I can respect it because he just kind of came out of nowhere, really. Not came out of nowhere, but just announced it on Mondays, like, yo, I'm dropping on Friday, let's go. Do you know what I mean? Just did some promo for it. Obviously, we had Quincy Jones and Jim Carrey rumored to be on it. I still haven't finished the whole album, to be honest. But the whole point of it, yeah, is the rollout purposes of things like, you know, The weekend when Beyonce did it. Beyonce's one was more of a surprise drop because it actually just dropped a no one knew and then everyone jumped on it. That's, they're the drops I like more because it's like, no one's ready for it everyone's gearing up for an album so everyone can still talk about your album which is basically you providing allowing everyone else to promo your album for you which is perfectly fine but i like the the surprise element even more of a surprise element it's like being told that your birthday's coming up and someone's kind of like accidentally slips that you're having a surprise birthday party and it's like okay so now i'm just gonna wait till friday do you know what i'm saying maybe not so much aligned with that but aligned similarly to it do you know what i'm saying but either way the weekend's album very much a vibe of, from what I've heard and what I've skimmed through and what I've read about, very much an 80s style themed album based around this radio station and stuff. And really and truly, like, I don't wanna like, I'm not gonna be mad on it, innit? I like, I just, what, what, like I said, what I heard, I've liked it. But if I'm being real, Tory Lanez did that a month ago. Like, and that's the thing, Tory Lanez's album, I think it's called Alone at Prom. I've only skimmed that as well, to be fair. Like, that, it was decent. I'm not even gonna lie, that was a pretty decent album from what I heard, I need to go through it. I haven't really been listening to albums that much in the last between December and now, but like, that was a pretty decent project and it was 80s themed, but because he's kind of black, well, he's not even kind of, he is blacklisted really and truly from a lot of places and a lot of outlets, yeah? Like, people will champion this weekend album, but they won't say, oh yeah, we saw something similar in this iteration that Tory Lanez did with his album, because they don't want to talk about Tory Lanez, innit? So it's a bit of a weird situation in that sense. Not saying that because someone did it first, someone else can't do it. It's just sometimes in this recent R&B hemisphere, if someone did it a month ago, you should kind of say, this album sounds a bit like what, you know, this did. So I feel like maybe YouTubers and everyone else will say it, but like your bigger media outlets and stuff like that, you know, the ones that have definitely got a clamp on Tory or don't want to, you know, express Tory until potentially after this court case and stuff comes out, will uh, have something to say on that matter, do you know what I mean? But we move on. But yeah, let's talk about this Roddy Rich tape then. Let's talk about that. Live Life Fast, LLF. Did it flop? Did it not? Now, let's talk about it. Really and truly for me, I feel like this tape, it flopped in a sense that numerically, which is I always don't really look to numbers straight away as my first instance of something flopping because someone could have a tape that has 2,000 like streams in a week, but it could be fire. And in a year's time, it could be the biggest record. Like, bit like CK's Love, No One Titty, which will, came out like 2020, it blew up end of 2012, middle of 2021. Mooski's Trap Star did the same thing in the same time period. It blew up very early 2021, but came out in 2020. Like, you get certain songs that just blow up really late. So just because it might have been released and it got like 500 plays doesn't mean it's trash. But with Roddy Rich and his album, Please Excuse Me being for Being Antisocial, that came out December 2019, that was a massive album for him. And honestly, as an album that kind of rolled into 2020, that was my favorite album of like 19 slash 20. 
because it had everything. The melodies on it were fire. Like the the vibe of it, the features were sick. Like everything on it just hit. It was. It was. It was it, it, I wouldn't go far and say it was an amazing album, but there's so many few albums in this like very diluted music space that we're in where we get like thousands of songs come out each week. But obviously, you kind of lock into your favorite artists and see what they're offering. I couldn't say that that album was one of the ones that stood out. Like, I know obviously Travis Scott is not the the main flavor of the moment, but Astro World was another one of their albums that had the same effect. Like, I know I can wheel up Astroworld right now and enjoy it. Don't get me wrong, like certain things are gonna be in the back of my mind as I'm listening to it, but at the same time, I'm enjoying the album. Do you know what I mean? Same thing goes for um, Please Excuse Me For Being Antisocial. Now, like, I was listening to that like the end of 2021 and I was enjoying it, getting ready for this album. So that album did a hundred, that Please Excuse Me did like a hundred and something plus in America, right? In his first week. This album, Live Life Fast, only did about 65k. So actually, you can see there's a 40k drop-off. And usually, with Roddy Rich, sophomore album, you'd expect it to do a lot better. You'd expect it to be the album that, you know, maybe hits 150, 125. Or at least shows maybe even hit the same, but maybe like 5k difference. So if you hit 115 last time, he gets 120. It still shows some sort of progression. Don't get me wrong, a lot of people were arguing the fact that, you know, he hasn't dropped, like, you know, he hasn't dropped in two years. But... Really and truly, with the end of 2020 drops, or end of, end of year drops in general, even if it came out like, say, December 2021, they usually flow in, they usually build momentum and continue their momentum into 20, the, the next year. So, for example, 2021, the drop would continue its momentum into 2022. So, it's one of them situations where, like, you know, I feel like people would say, yeah, he hasn't dropped in two years. He hadn't, but he was still appearing on certain things. Like, off the top of my head, he was on that Stunderman song with Birdman and Lil Wayne. Of course, that's not really something that is going to gravitate towards people. He was on... I'm trying to think, actually. To be fair, it was, it was few and far between. Don't get me wrong. It weren't like he was around Bear. But he was jumping up here and there. He was on the um, Lemonade remix as well with um, Internet Money. That came out 2020, I believe. Then he was on the Too Easy remix that came out just before his album. Then we had Late at Night that came out in the middle of the year. Now, that's the, that was a key point, right? So by the time he dropped Late at Night, which is on the album, and so some people still think that's the best song, I kind of can see where they're coming from, to be fair. With me, when I listened to that album, that was when I was starting to be a bit worried. Sorry, listen to that single. That's when I started to kind of get worried about him because I looked at it and I was like, nah, this sounds like high fashion. Like If you listen to Blasts About You, Roddy Rich's High Fashion and then Roddy Rich's Late at Night. They all sound like they're from the same school. They just graduated different years apart. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and that is something that I was worried about. I was like, bro, the song is still nice. Like, kiss me, all that. It's, 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 it's great, innit? But I heard High Fashion first. So I like High Fashion. It's like I was having this conversation with one of my mates about Gunner yesterday. Like, there was a song, I think it's called South, the song's called Southwest of D4 Forever or whatever, yeah, or DS Forever. Um, I, when I first read it, I thought it's a D4 server. That's how I was tired when I read, first read it. But like, it was literally a situation, yeah, where like, with certain Gunner songs, they all sound kind of samey, but depending on the song, you might be still here for it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas that Southwest song, which is, I believe is, that's what it's called. So don't quote me on it, but it's quite late in the, the track list on the album. Like, I've heard that Gunner song like before, but it's just not called that, not the same lyrics, but I've heard it, but I'm still here for it. Whereas with this like, Roddy song with Late at Night, it was very like, mm, it's okay, like, but like, what else have you got? Do you know what I mean? Like, and he didn't really drop another single between that. So, 
I think the problem with that was it kind of just made it a bit jarring. And then when we came to the album, now let me get my phone so I have it in front of me so I can run through the, this track list as well. And I know we've been talking for a long time, so I'm gonna get some music on playing soon. But like, it's literally a situation, yeah, where like if I go through his album and I see okay cool future i'm like can't really go wrong with a future feature but that was kind of dead roller coaster is another one of them songs where it's like kind of heard it already in it do you know what i mean i've heard roller coasting from Roddy rich before hibachi yeah like the whole line where it was like i've got so many jews in my circle fucking nazi i was like that's a bit of a i, I don't know about that like, that bar is it's in the chorus as well that's why you keep hearing it so it's not like it's just a one-off it's like m honcho got done for like having to change his lyrics on TNT with Nave Smalls and he was saying like Jewish money call it Tel Aviv then he came out on Twitter and said yo I had to change it so I think if you listen to that on like Apple Music and Spotify and all them places now the lyric would be different because they were saying it was like anti-Semitic so even though like this line from like I don't know like from Roddy Rich, I wouldn't call it in the same like exactly the same but like it's one of them like grey area type bars isn't it it's like I don't really know if I, I mean, it's like if I got so many black, it's like if, I don't know, it's like if a white person or said I've got so many black people in my squad, I don't rate the KKK. Like, it's it, it just, it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's a weird bar, innit? It's, I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling it. I wasn't gravitating towards it. And I don't know if it was just me as well, like, but it just was something so weird. The song itself isn't that bad, but when you get them kind of like, like I said, mysterious gray area type bars, I don't really rate it. Do you know what I mean? And then, some of the biggest disappointments for me was when I saw Jamie Foxx on the sample, not sample, on the feature for No Way, I was like, oh my God, like, this is gonna be good. Do you know what I mean? Like, I haven't heard Jamie Foxx drop an R&B record since like, Fool For Your Type or Blame It On The Alcohol and all that, right? He was just talking on it. And I was like, bro, you can't, don't put that as a feature. You're wasting my time here. Do you know what I mean? And you slow it down with Ty Dolla Side. And well, I can't remember who the other, the featured artist is, because I've got it, hold on, let me open it up. I know it's the Isley Brother, I believe right so even with that song i'm just trying to get it open at the same time like with that song it's again another really really good song yeah but it's 50 seconds alex isley there we go like it's so short why like that honestly for me on first play was the best song on the album and it's 50 seconds and that was when it became difficult murder one with 504 or 504 i should say dead dead i don't want to hear don't jump on drill man come on allow it even Don't I, I like Don't I with God, but I like it now. But on first listen, again, it wasn't something that was hitting. And all the other songs like Thailand and 25 mil, on the first listen, it weren't hitting. And this is the problem, right? This is, I was like generic breakdown of the whole album. But a lot of people were like expecting, please excuse me for being antisocial too, naively. I'm including myself in that as well. I thought I was gonna get a really good album here. Upon first listen, it was a very mid album. It weren't, it weren't bad. It's not dead. It was very, very mid. And that's the problem. Like when you go from having an album that really was not groundbreaking, but did a lot. And then you go back to a mid album where you're kind of not really saying anything of anything. The melodies aren't really hitting as much either. People are going to look at you and go, eh, it's kind of dead, you know? Don't really rate it still. Like what else you got? And that's the thing in this very fast music market that we're in, people are not going to care. Do you know what I mean? People are going to move on now and just be like, yeah, I'm going to go do something else now. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go enjoy this now. I'm not going to entertain everything, you know, everything I have to say and we don't want to hear you. What's next? And obviously now that album came out just before Christmas, what's Gunner's album saying? What's The Weeknd's album saying? Do you know what I mean? We've moved on. The, the music hemisphere has moved on because the album was bad. 
to most people, even though it was a mid album, it wasn't actually that bad. It's just one of those situations where, yeah, it's just, it was just very mid and it will take a while. He's gonna have to put a lot of work in if he really wants to keep Live Life Fast any momentum going, but I feel like the train has very steadily stopped. Even though it's still getting support, it's still getting radio play across loads of different places around the world. I just feel like the momentum across the album itself has halted a lot. Do you know what I mean? But let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you think this album was good, bad, terrible, trash, amazing, life changing, groundbreaking. I don't know what you wanna label it as, but make sure you let me know. But another thing that has come through, and this, this certifiably, yeah, is a flop. This is certifiably a flop for me, and I'm not even gonna lie to you because, yeah, like this is this this whole situation debacle. Yeah, it it, it could have been a big W. It could have been a really really big W, massive W, massive W, but it turned into an L. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Swarms. Yeah, he dropped uh, like well, he got it was like a little leaked video, right, of him pretending to work for Deliveroo, but everyone thought it was real, innit? That's the that's the whole point of it. Everybody thought that Swarms was getting baited for working at Deliveroo. Like he delivered some food, then the person who he delivered to just kind of like, as she he was getting in the list, she was like, excuse me, aren't you Swarms? And it's like, he's like, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he tried to keep moving and then people were clowning him saying, ha ha, you work for Deliveroo. Gigs came out and said, if it's fake or not, then, you know, like it is what it is, blah, blah, blah. Like you should be clowning a man for this. Then very shortly after we see that, you know, he's dropping a single called Deliveroo. It was just such a massive L. Such a, it was actually such a massive L. Like, because the song itself was terrible. It didn't hit. It was like, honestly, some of the worst, like it was the worst song I've heard all year. It's the, it's the, it's the worst song of the year so far. Like, the hook's dead. Quang Face saved it, but he comes in too late to the song. So I'm not trying to hear that either. Like really and truly, it's just, it's the worst song. It's got, it has, it's had great promo. It was, well, it wasn't even great promo. It was, it had, you know, social media talking, UK social media talking. Only for you to like undeliver. Like Swarms had a great 2020 with the whole kind of doing the UK quarantine radio stuff. I think it got him a million followers on Instagram. He done a lot, he done well for himself, but the music has never always been on high levels from Swarms, if I'm being real. There's been songs I've liked. I like Drive By, I think it's cool with Tion Wayne. Um, I like, there's a few other songs I like from him. Like it was all right when it came out. That was like 2018, 19, I think it was. Like he's decent, but he's never been like an artist where I'm like, yeah, that's the guy. Like I'm gonna hear what he's saying. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not been that, innit? Like respectfully, like he might change, but after this song, the way the rollout was so beautiful, like the way he had everyone, like whether they clowned him or not, all promo to an extent is good promo, innit? Like, but the way they rolled, the way he rolled out this song was terrible. I was looking at the comments when it came out and I was like, bro, this is bad. Like, this is one of those situations where the whole YouTube, like not having the dislike button saved him because I reckon this song could have potentially had more dislikes than likes. And I'm not even, I'm not even like trying to be mean or anything like that. It was honestly just a bad song. Just like Quang Face was fine on it. He was cool, but Swarms, terrible. Terrible, absolutely bad. And there we have it. That is pretty much some of the main interesting things that happened on the media hemisphere in the world this week. Of course, we had other things like Jason Derulo's fight when someone said, fuck you, Usher, or something like, something like that on like Tuesday or Wednesday. And Jason Derulo turned into like action man and did a whole madness. That was, it wasn't funny, innit? It wasn't funny because it could have got, it could have got like very left very fast, didn't it? But, 
across the board. It's happened, that stuff's happened before, isn't it? Mistaken identity. Especially something like, um, I remember I think it happened to Joey Badass once about it, and someone said ASAP Rocky, and he went up to them and said, not ASAP Rocky, bitch, and then walked away. Some of that stuff, yeah, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious, isn't it? But it's just one of them ones where it's just, yeah, Jason, you don't expect it. But I said, I was, we were talking about this right earlier on in the week, me and a few people. And I was like, R&B, man, yeah, they are, like, a lot of these gangsters are not the, the rappers. They're the R&B, man. Like, I'm pretty sure there's their stories. If I was to, like, do a deep dive and search every R&B artist, not every single one, but there's probably a story, and about especially the bait ones as well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they do. And it's like, you might be singing, but you really be out here doing singing in a different way, like, so... It's just a bit mad in that sense, like, you know what I mean? So, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Of course, we got a whole other week worth of content that we're going to have to wait and see happens. Let's see what the second full week of 2022 brings us. But for now, that's it. That is the end of the podcast. I want to say massive thank you to everyone who's locked in today. I will catch you guys in a bit and very soon. Stay safe, stay blessed, stay away from Omicron and stay hydrated. In a bit. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.